This episode of the IGN UK podcast is brought to you by Fallout 4, out November 10th. Hello and welcome to IGN UK podcast number 302. My name is Gav Murphy and today I'm joined by Mr. Alex Simmons. What's up? And <laughs> wow, are we doing that? It's yeah. the first time that's been done in about 10 years. It's current, isn't it? <laughs> I'm Mr. Daniel Kruber. Hello. <laughs> I used to love it. When I've been tangoed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's good, isn't it? Yes. Um, you know what wasn't good? Um, people who might have downloaded last week's podcast and wanted to hear an interview with oh, Guillermo yeah. del Toro. And it this, wasn't um, the most forthcoming with chat. Shut up. But if you go and re-download that episode now, you can have a lovely 20-minute discussion about Ghost what, what with Guillermo del Toro. I don't know what was wrong with that, Gav. Well, what was wrong was we... You were, were off your face. Yeah. Don't ask me to do things a day after having a load of boo. We won a, a podcast award, and then you said, right, now you've got a podcast the morning after I don't think I actually came in and said right you guys got a podcast it's just like that's it, what we've got to do on a yeah, weekly we basis had, we had to record a podcast the day after we won an award as you can probably imagine we went a bit dross ben chestry in Welsh we would say oh. uh, over the top off our knockers off our knockers <laughs> is, on, that, is that beautiful language on the old booze what does that actually um, mean uh, there's actually no, no translation, translation. It. it means like over dross ben chestry means over the top of plates but it doesn't make any sense in English. It'd be over. Oh, I mean, it doesn't yeah. make any but sense yeah, so in English. And then essentially, because we were so, I was really hungover. I put the, I did something wrong with the edit, and a lot of people didn't get Guillermo del Toro audio. The thing that I like, right? Because when Rich Bear Park was handling the podcast, he used to make a lot of screw ups, and even yeah. though he's not here, you got rid of him. The legend still lives on. <laughs> he, he taught you well. Yeah, yeah. So if you do go re-download that episode, you do get the lovely. Very interesting interview with Guillermo del Toro. It's he's very, really good as well. Yeah, he's a really interesting man. Worth, worth downloading twice. I, I think it is. It is. <laughs> Please listen to it. Does that, will that count as like extra listens, extra downloads for us? Well, numbers. Yes. yes, do that. <laughs> do it every week. <laughs> so, in fact, I did us a favour. You're welcome, okay. guys. Absolutely right. welcome. Um, yeah, it's basically one with extras. <laughs> Another thing is rubbish. Spectre. Oh. Such a sensationalist yeah, headline, like grabbing rubbish. Spectre is rubbish, but at least it's better than Casino Royale. <laughs> you idiot! I haven't even seen Spectre, but I'm still calling you an idiot. Well, that completely—we've given it a good review on our website there. Yeah, um, of I seven seven point two. Okay, rubbish. Well, look, look, rubbish is an extreme. So it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let's. Yeah. He's, let's, he's let's, made let's, that yeah. statement. Back it up. So I think. I really, really like Skyfall because yep. the thing I liked about Skyfall is it took a load of like themes and like tropes that you recognize from Bond films, but it used them in a really thoughtful and exciting way that I was like, this feels new. Yep. Like, this feels like yep. a new thing. Yep. Whereas uh, Spectre takes all those things again and just literally parades them out in front yeah. of you. It's like Bond like, by it, the numbers. Skyfall exactly. feels like yeah. new from old. Yeah. Like, you take these old things, like they have the original Aston Martin, yeah. they have a like, there's a great scene in Skyfall where he goes to the bar yeah gets a vodka martini and you see the barman shaking it yeah and he pours it and Bond just goes perfect yeah like he doesn't do the line yeah, yeah you yeah, still yeah, have yeah. the moment yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's great like yeah, yeah let's yeah. take that box but you're not capitulated to no. shaking not stirred it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. again yeah. whereas this too often falls back into some of the like stuff hey that I thought they were getting away from yeah like hey Bond I've got a little something to show you and he shows him like the DB10 right. DB9 well, I don't know what it is yeah. um, and, he, and it's like it's like this massive oh. reveal uh, I've seen that was in the trailer, trailer. Yeah, 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 yeah. and like the uh, the um, reveal of the watch that he gives him and it's like are we I thought we were past this so why do you think that happened because it's essentially the same it's the same writers as well I think it's really in, it's an interesting because I think it might be Craig's last one right. and it tries to do something 
interesting because we got back to Casino Royale which we'll get onto in more detail mm. what they tried to do with Craig was do Bond because all the continuity is obviously messed up Bond, on yes, Bond yeah, in general yeah. it didn't, I got no problem you with go that. with it no yeah, but yeah. just to go back to the point was like they were trying to do like the early years of Bond even though he's quite old he's just become a double O agent and this is kind of the origin story his first few missions yeah. and he gets sucked into this thing this tries to like bring all those films together and head to some kind of closure yeah. In a sense, I think it's like a remake of Quantum because Quantum was about the shadowy organization yeah. behind everything. Yeah. But then they've like kind of Scooby Doo'd you. Yeah. And Quantum is actually just a sub branch of Spectre. Yeah. They've right. retconned that. And that's not really in the film. That's no. something that I've read online really? elsewhere. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, it's, it's not even mentioned, some, really. They might have also been in like seated in the last film a bit, like, yeah. oh, he was just a puppet of this other thing. Mm, so right. it's almost like you go down to another level. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's, I think. I saw someone say online yesterday I thought actually that's kind of bang on like if um, if Skyfall is like the Dark Knight and I think it is like in that kind of like the Dark Knight is the best one then this is like Dark Knight Rises and this mm-hmm. is like it's using the same kind of stuff that you recognise yep. but not in an interesting way at all in a way that you feel like you've seen like a million times before exactly kind of like in Batman Begins where you kind of like yep. even though that was a good like origin story it's kind of like mm, it's, it's still like Batman by the numbers it was just really really I good. think you know first to say it seems like we're in the relative minority on this yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of positive reviews Massively, for yeah. it coming out of the screenings. We went to the first screening on yeah. Wednesday night and, like, overwhelmingly well-reviewed. Yeah. Like Although the there, was, there was one review for, like, a UK broadsheet paper. So the screening finished at half nine. His review uh, went up a quarter past 11. He's right. mulled that over, hasn't he? Yeah. Like, yeah. just stuck that straight up. Like, if you, if writing you, it halfway through the screening. Oh, man, if you, if you read it, you're just like, he could have written this before. Yeah. He probably did. I'm yeah. saying he did. <laughs> Um, but like just watching it like the intro sequence is, is opens with this really amazing tracking shot like even yeah. people saying it through like the Day of the Dead in Mexico that's brilliant Bond yeah. going into a hotel room and it just looks like I think there's, there's quite a few hidden edits in there yeah um, never like catches fire for me because so I was watching yeah. it going alright I'm waiting for this I'm waiting for this to like get mm. going yeah. it's quite far into the movie it's like no it's never gonna no. take off for me like it looks great I like Daniel Craig yeah. there's, there's good moments within it I like the big it's a big extended train sequence yeah. some nice Andrew scenes. Scott is brilliant yeah but it I just it never really takes off for me where yeah. it's like re- and Wasn't then it's that, long as well we, we made that criticism or certainly some people made that criticism of the trailer though is that it's, it's an interesting trailer but there's no wow moments yeah. and is that I th- the same with the film but the, overall I kind of but at the same time I went back and I watched so last night I went back and I watched because I absolutely love Skyfall mm. so I went back and watched all the Skyfall trailers that came out and I kind of remember feeling the exact same thing about that thinking right. yeah. 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 but then but it, was, also, it was something different I also just think structurally if it, there's something off about it because there's no Silver um, Javier Bardem was such a great villain yeah. really like push yeah. his buttons and manipulate and hit him where it hurt like mm. at home and the you know he's not close to many people one of few people he was close to ended up killing yeah and this a lot of this that's not a spoiler get around <laughs> yeah. seeing it if you listen to it yeah. um, this there's no bad guy for a long while it's yeah. like Bond doing detective work yeah, yeah. just to go somewhere else to go somewhere else to go somewhere else and eventually the the, the villain is held back for quite a while and you get Dave Batista. yeah who played Drax plays um, Hinks Jinx Mr. Hinks Hinks, yeah. Mr. Hinks is like the strong man yeah just to give some kind of threat to Bond in these places but it doesn't this is not, like, no, the thing, he just, looks brilliant he I looks scary like, he's yeah. huge also yeah. I but, think Christoph Waltz is amazing but 
you're seeing him do things you've seen him do more and better right yeah, like, a very nice like talkative exactly yeah. like, like you can see they've looked at uh, you know they've looked at Inglorious Bastards and they've looked at Django and gone oh he'd be a really good boss just really articulate like, hello like, James yeah just do the same thing just yeah. do the same thing I, I rewatched Inglorious Bastards about a month ago yeah and he's that so opening scene that man oh like just that really yeah. long opening scene yeah. like yeah. and he does so that good. and that's why you get him I guess because yeah. he, yeah. he's good at doing that thing but at the same time he's a really smart dude like he does something different like even um, was it like was it not Green Arrow Green Hornet yeah. like he was still like he was doing something kind of different with that um, even though that's a rubbish film but with this I was just like I've seen him do this mm. and some scenes he's in are just like rubbish and like that awesome scene the reveal when he walks into like uh, Spectre's sort of lair like I wish that wasn't in the trailer because it's such oh, an interesting that, that scene where he turns and he goes hello yeah. James and mm. he knows, such a, that is a great moment yeah it would have been more impactful if you kept it but I think that's because he's actually not in the film all that much no. yeah. so when you cut in the trailer you've got to use those bits which oh, yeah have no impact. I did um, our review. I did our video review. So trying to find footage of Christoph Waltz yeah. to cover, like I had to cut yeah. lines of Tilly's script up because it's like nothing in the trailer. But I was thinking, like, there's only another. That was all the scenes that he's yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but you know, there are there are there are good things as well. Like I really like um, I like um, Ray finds M. Yeah, he's really quite good. a lot. Um, and they get more to do like Chris made the point in his review that quite, it gets a bit Mission Impossible at the end it's like it more does, of a yeah. team it's not just Bond like right. he needs people and I, I don't mind that I love I the love, final act because yeah I do love Ben Whishaw but they just it's so underused in those films because he has these little like the little funny bits but then in this like he actually goes out he into the field way more than probably any of Q before yeah. Yeah, yeah. but he goes, goes out into the field they send him out to a really improbable place and what does he do get his laptop out and he's just like banging on his laptop on a ski lift yeah. like come on and like obviously you know Bond has certain conventions and certain yeah. flights of fancy yeah. this you know this run has tried to make it more realistic but there is a bit of that and Chris like pointing this out it's like there's scenes where he's like where's he got that from yeah. like, he just turns up in a helicopter <laughs> where's he got this plane from yeah. you made a really good point it was just like Skyfall they're on the run it feels like they're on the run this they're still on the run but they do like nine costume changes yeah, where's like, he getting all these suits from yeah and I, I know people like really like some people I, I saw it on Twitter people going oh yeah yeah you like Skyfall it was just like Home Alone wasn't it no, it's well, no, not. no, it wasn't. Yeah. No, it wasn't. And also, also Home Alone's a really good movie. <laughs> but also, at the end, they're in a house, and yeah, they rig some traps. Yeah. But what else would you do? People if you're, who, like, if you're yeah. about to get assaulted, yeah. you would make some traps. Yeah. And yeah. it's also like, it's like the end of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. It's, that's, <laughs> one of the, that's one of the things about internet culture and stuff like that is someone will say something and yeah it's funny like making that observation that is really becomes, funny but that becomes the thing the reductive riposte exactly like, yeah that is, it's the same that's I think what it is we've talked about it before when we talk about like Assassin's Creed Unity yes that had a lot of really famous bugs and a lot of people made really funny videos and stuff like that anytime you talk about Unity now nobody the only thing yeah, people talk about is like, that face. Oh, the eye popping out like yeah, yeah well yeah. done mate well you're really funny imagine if you worked on that game and that's <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like two years of your life until. psychologically yeah. damaged <laughs> God, it's awful. But yeah, I mean, it's funny though. <laughs> I think the, the point that we were making when we came out of the thing is, I think people remember Casino Royale a little bit better than it actually is. Okay, I haven't watched it for a while. I've only ever watched it once. <laughs> that was enough for me. Come off it, honestly. <laughs> you, you're throwing out these. I just remember being so bored. I'd but just like you to be quiet for okay, one right, second. Yeah. I just want Daniel. Where? How would you gonna rank Craig's? Um... Uh, so I did this on Twitter the other night. Okay. I said um, Skyfall. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I really like Skyfall. It's 
the best Bond film. So Craig's run Skyfall, Casino Royale, Spectre, Quantum. Right. I like so, Casino Royale. I don't think... So what we were discussing the night, like people really love Casino Royale. Yeah. Also great because what immediately came before it, the most preposterous, oh, gotcha. yeah, outlandish, yeah. ridiculous Bond film that almost drove this long-running franchise into the ground. Yeah. It was awful. Like, yeah. CGI excess, terrible. Like, he was fighting a guy that had diamonds embedded in his face while windsurfing on a melting glacier. <laughs> That is crazy. After having a fencing, after fencing, after fencing with Madonna, yeah, crazy. Yeah, so obviously that was around the time to like contextualize it around the time of Jack Bauer, Jason Bourne. There's this drive to make Bond more realistic, more gritty. Casino Royale does a lot of that. Yeah, if you go back and watch it, there's a lot of bits that I don't think date particularly well. Like you remember that guy on Channel Four who used to do live. Um, post-mortems like Gunter von Hagen's oh, yeah, oh, yeah, a yeah, German yeah, guy yeah. with a big yeah, hat yeah. there's a scene in Casino Royale where James Bond goes to his exhibit you know that guy used to yeah. like plasticise yeah. yeah, yeah, bodies yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a bit that's set within one of his exhibits what and, you, and maybe it's because I'm British and like we know that guy's that weird dude on Channel 4 who used to take yeah. people apart on TV <laughs> take people apart and it's just like this is a bit weird just him walking around and they do it because it obviously looks visually interesting and weird right. but it's just, it's just like that's a bit odd I don't remember that bit yeah, and it's like when he like starts his heart again with a with defibrillator in the car, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like I don't in know, the car as well, yeah. But then there's some great scenes, like well, that's not that bad. But then there's some there's some great scenes, like when he fights in the, the alley and he gets um, the stairwell and gets really messed up and bloodied. Oh, yeah, that's funny. And like he goes back to the hotel room and he has to like continue with the card game. Yeah, yeah. and he's like he looks like he's absolutely in pain. Yeah, um, the thing I don't like about Cena, I think he's got a horribly confusing ending. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, Vespa yeah. Lynn like yeah. you don't know yeah. what her allegiance is yeah, you so you can't really sympathise you don't really know why he lo- and they do clarify it a bit but I feel like that's always been a bit fuzzy yeah. that ending feels like it was in Venice on as, well, as well where like, the Venice like the building's collapsing yeah. it yeah. feels like it has no bearing on the rest of the film that's a yeah. thing that I didn't you find out later on that she had a lover it's like it just throws you f- but yeah. then obviously there's a great torture sequence yeah. where he's mm-hmm. naked on the chair that's cut out he's hitting yeah, his yeah, balls and yeah. he's just like I've yeah, got an itch can you scratch it for me and it's like that is brilliant that's yeah. such a great scene I remember seeing that for the first I, I time love people the loved it as well when they're doing all the sort of free running, running across and he the... just runs through the wall oh, yeah, yeah that was when parkour was big that year so every film had a parkour God, scene you are such a tool right I need to, I need to watch it again so I do know. think people may be, it, obviously what it came at the right time and it did yes. the right thing I, this is the I point. think yeah, Skyfall yeah. is yes. an incredible I think it's the most um, well made Bond film yeah. mm. it's a just brilliant yeah. brilliant looking film great villain and I think it just like we were saying earlier it does a lot of things with those tired elements yeah. to make it feel I um, contemporary I Casino Royale rubbish no okay I was, being, I was being silly <laughs> right Quantum but, of Solace absolutely yeah I have no idea what's going on it's really funny I think to, like when it comes out and more people discuss more of the parallels or when it comes out on Blu-ray like we're doing a comparison because it's really funny because in this movie like we said it wants to draw together all of Craig's run yeah and it's more than happy this is not a spoiler it's you know it's about all of stuff bad things have happened to Craig yeah. so they obviously mentioned Le Chiffre played by Mads Mikkelsen yeah. I think they love the fact that he's become really famous since yeah, that yeah, movie because yeah. yeah. they have no problem like showing a picture of him yeah, yeah, whereas yeah. the bad guy in Quantum of Solace, I like, can't even remember who it was Dominic Green he's really what good is, what did he play like the head I of no Quantum I have no idea what he is yeah. the head of Quantum I don't know he, he killed Gemma um, yeah. Artisan yeah. and he like dipped her in oil oh yeah that was really good 
That's really good. Gerard, <laughs> no, it's a good death. It's an oil. It's a good death. Nah. Um, talk about the, just finally talk about the bit that you hated from. So there's Spectre. one bit in Spectre, <laughs> and again, uh, we ran around this by before the podcast. Like, this is not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. But if you, you don't want to hear anything, just maybe skip forward twenty seconds. Yeah. Um, there's a scene in the movie. I'm not going to say when. Uh, it involves um, Bond and the Bond girl jumping from a great height, and then like as it's happening, I was like, oh wow, like they're going to fall into like what's he done here? They're going to fall into war. They fall into a net. <laughs> and he just, just there. and I think apparently early in the scene he like when Looks he's walking into the building he registers this there's this right. net yeah. but because I didn't I don't know I mean it's tired or something but when they fall into the net it just completely took me out of the movie it's like I just watched the stunt yeah. that's how they, that's yeah. actually probably how they did the stunt yeah. they probably yeah. fell into that net that, uh, and it's just so weird because I saw him yeah, look at the not net very kind of yeah. no dramatic yeah. but it was funny because because I saw him look at the net earlier I oh. thought oh well that's going to happen but because you kind of missed that when you saw it like it was awesome sitting next to you at the cinema because you were just like what <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I you're just, like yeah that's how they do that stunt I was just like <laughs> oh they're just not bothered to take that out now yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. But, but, yeah, the fact that they have to tear it up with a kind of little, mm, I've seen that. He literally does that, yeah. Right, yeah, that's a bit. Yeah. Well, I, 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 th- I think, I generally think, because um, uh, I've seen like, a lot of other reviews and stuff like that, I think people who, uh, I guess like Bond apologists, you know, people would be like, oh, you've got to have that, you've got to have the, yeah. you've got to have the watch, you've got to have the car, that's yeah. just part of Bond. People who think that, are really gonna like Spectre, I think, yeah. because it's a really well done version of that. Like it costs two hundred seventy five million. Like anything that costs two hundred seventy five million is gonna be good to watch. If Skyfall <laughs> was like Mendez playing with those conventions, yeah. this is him going, I'll have a go at doing it proper. Which right. like, is sad. Like making yeah. it by the books. Yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah, it's a shame after something like Skyfall. I, maybe mm. just talk about if it is his last one, like, what do they do next? Yeah. Because we live in a time where like Continuous movies are more of a thing. Like people yeah, yeah, with Marvel, yeah. really, and Star Wars, really know what. Like, oh, the next one should follow on. Yeah. Whereas Bond, before, what will they expect? Because obviously, yeah. it can't continue because that's not how Bond functions. Yeah, you no, have to like yeah. find a different pocket to tell or yeah, a different yeah. take yeah. on it. Like, I don't know. Like, I'll do it because because I do think <laughs> loads of people. Are oh, well, you going to be the next Bond? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, what's happening here? Rodri Bond. <laughs> Welsh Bond. Um, I, say, I say Bond, my name is James Bond in Welsh. Benny Bond, James Bond. That's oh. pretty good, actually. Mm. I think you have to get rid of the beard. Huh? <laughs> you have to get rid of the beard. He had a be- bit of a beard in Skyfall. Yeah, a bit of a beard. And that's just like when he was like, just up in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, that's when he's at, like, rock bottom. Yeah. That's when the that's a, Basically, that's a show... Um, yeah, mean, that's, that's, that's what I show you about rock bottom. That was a visual indicator of nascent alcoholism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what the fuck is that? <laughs> well, here we are. <laughs> let's, let's talk about some positive things, whatever that says on your piece of paper. Arderhog. There you go. means excellent in Welsh. It's from Hobbit. Yeah. Well... It's the oldest language in the world. No, it's not. What? <laughs> it's the oldest European language. That's Sumerian. Well, yeah, it's oldest European language. and But that's not where The Hobbit was spelled. Anyway, Arderchog. <laughs> What's Arderchog? Uh, it's like, um, brilliant. Excellent. What is it? What does it actually mean? Excellent. It means excellent. Oh, so no, it actually has an equivalent. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah let's get on with it then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Assassin's Creed it's out is today excellent Good it now. is or is it great it's great okay. I reviewed Assassin's Creed you put it under excellent well I didn't do that I don't even know what that says Ardachog 
Have a go at saying oh. it properly. Orachog. Nice. Well, I'll have that. Uh, okay. Um, I reviewed Assassin's Creed Syndicate set in old London town this week. 8.2 is not 8. quite 2. high enough score. Oh, that's what a lot of people have been telling me. <laughs> 8.2, descriptor on IGN, great. Uh, that's not high enough for Someone me. Someone tweeted you What's saying your, that. So yeah, basically like, eight point, great. 8.2 um, isn't a very good score for me. Literally, our description is great. I don't yeah. care. Re- I've said, I, I say, so many <laughs> things I like about that game in that review. Well, I love re- the fact that it's like, it's not good enough for me. And the weird yeah. thing about it was, um, okay. I played it a lot over the weekend and initially I was like, it's quite a big game to get through quick. I was like, I'm, I'm quite enjoying this. Am I enjoying this? Like, is this okay? I'm, I'm quite enjoying this, okay. this Assassin's Creed game quite a lot. This yeah. is really fun. And I said to you yesterday, Alex, like, um, when you review a game, usually when you've like, filed a review and yeah. it's published, yeah. don't go back to that game. No. I'm definitely going to go back and, like, polish really? up, like, clean up little missions and go around, finish off little bits, because it's really fun. Yeah. So, High why game. is fun? Mm. If you scratch beneath the surface, what you're doing is the same stuff essentially you're you're tracking people you're stealing things you're yeah. assassinating people you're stabbing people but that's why people buy that game but the rapper of it like London and the characters really make that interesting you're okay. doing cool stuff with cool characters in a cool location like you you're like smashing up drug dens with Charles Darwin you're investigating yeah. and exposing fraudsters in haunted houses with Charles Dickens that's funny that's brilliant yeah. there's like supernatural missions there's one mission where you have basically your own little ghost story right where you're not really sure what happened yeah. and that's really interesting um, and the two characters I think are great and one of the reasons I like it is so that Jacob and Evie they made a big deal the yeah. brother and sister the twins yep. you can switch between them at any time and Evie is like the devout assassin what she really wants to do is go to tombs and find relics in London mm. so there's missions you do with her early on where you go to like St. Paul's Cathedral and it opens up and you go down to a tomb and her brother Jacob basically I think he's like the voice of the player he goes oh god this is boring Yeah, I don't want to be doing this <laughs> And the game kind of then segues and goes, right, we're not doing this because Jacob's like, this is tedious. I don't want to be looking for these pieces of Eden all my life. And he's like, we've got these amazing powers and skills. Look at these people that have taken over our city. Let's take it back from them. And you through the game, you can build up a gang which is really cool if you free an area if you then walk through the area you can see like men and women called the rooks that you can hire oh, and cool. they'll join you and like they'll go into battle with you yeah and it's like about New York yeah and it's about dismantling yeah, yeah there's, there's scenes like that where if you like for instance in like Lambeth if yeah. you like depose like all the like key mini, like the sub Templars yeah. um, you can inst- like instigate something called a gang war right and then like, basically you meet on a certain street at a certain time and you just like there's two sides and you just like stroll up to each other and they just have a massive fight really and it's brilliant Definitely. it's really fun um, that sounds like fun and he's like more like let's just take back the sea mm. and it's really good because with big open world games I think a lot of the stuff you do is meaningless whereas here yeah. every pretty much everything you can do apart from a few collectibles it's like you're chipping away at the power structure yeah. and like just taking back the world and also it's kind of leveled and like kind of death gated a bit so Westminster is level 9 so if you go in there early on police will just kick your ass and you right. won't be able to kill anyone yeah, so right. you have to like work your way up from like the the more impoverished di- yeah from like Lambeth Southwark um, Whitechapel and yeah. slightly get like gotcha. to the and it's really fun yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really cool it's, 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 it's the really first good. Assassin's Creed game since I know a lot of people love Black Flag mm. really the only reason I don't like sailing Black Flag oh, I don't like sailing I did. but the only reason yeah, is, oh, man. the only reason I like Black Flag is because 
Welsh one guy. of the few games that was out on next gen at the time. And he's a Welsh guy, you know. I didn't realise there was a Welsh guy. Yeah. yeah. Half oh yeah. Uh, is he? Did he? Oh, you. Is he, don't I can't say. I can't say. Yeah, but also, what's is Spring Hill Jack in there? Spring Hill Jack is in there. You hunt him with um, um, Charles Dar- um, Dickens. Is it a there's good? Like, there's a of him. Yeah. You chase Ooh. him across rooftops, and he's got like a little devil's mask on. And he, really? He disappears into smoke. <gasps> really good okay, like that's the thing what are you doing you're running across rooftops yeah, but yeah, they make thing. it but fun it's yeah, a cool yeah, yeah. fun setting and then you've got like a grapple gun yeah. so I went to see the game being made back in April and mm. I thought is that going to ruin it is that going to make it like Batman yeah. and it's not it's well implemented because you can't use it anywhere yeah. you have to get close to the side of a building and it's basically to get over the problem of these buildings being much higher yeah. Yeah. and it would be so boring to climb up to the top of them yeah. so you just go from street to rooftop yeah. but once you're on rooftop you're still running Yeah. so you know there's a few niggly problems with I really navigation I like the way that they slide like push themselves and then yeah, they slide and it's and not like push themselves super again. fast yeah. where you're gliding across the city no, yeah. you're still still running grounded in a semi yeah. reality yeah, and um, yeah, pleasant surprise that. Hurrah! I think I might actually play it. Yeah, I and I think like it, yeah. when I finally finish, I don't game. think mm. you know if you're not into that franchise, it's got a bad ending because the ending is like it has to incorporate more of the lore and the stuff. Shit, that, but you know, and so obviously people, people are into people that, love, but love that because game. I dip in and dip out of that se- like series. Yeah, like last year I reviewed Rogue, which is the most kind of I think dense in that lore because it's like really about joining a lot of the dots Which of Tempest. It's the one that came out on last gen only last year. Oh, that's yeah. Right. And yeah. that's the one that's really like the opposite of this one. That's really like <laughs> trying to connect all these characters yeah. and it's going to like America and the Caribbean. Oh, but that's like, slog. It was. <laughs> um, whereas this has fun with it. Okay. And it's like, the great example of this there's a mission where you have to rescue the dog of the Prime Minister's wife and the dog is called Desmond really? yeah funny so nice good Gav my other Arderhug my thing there's Arderhug is we got Vin Diesel in the Arderhug in the studio last Friday yeah and it was one of the best days of my life really? like he was awesome right uh, he's coming to talk about The Last Witch Hunter which <laughs> is mean, now up is now out oh well did we re- do, have we reviewed on the yes, site? Yes, gave it a five. A five. I think, like, if you're a fan of Vin Diesel, and I honestly think the man can do no wrong, which maybe I, I probably was the right person maybe not said, to review oh, that. Oh, um, you'd be like, oh, he's one of these Vin Diesel apologists. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I just think... You really make no sense sometimes. I, I think he's really fun. He's, he's really fun to watch. I just think I love watching him. I don't know, there's something about him. Yeah. There's something well, about the man look, that I'm in to say you're not alone the okay, man right, yeah, has yeah. 92 million people who like him on Facebook it's more okay. than pe- people well, this in this country do you know what more than people oh by, a, by a third his Facebook his Facebook is one of the things that I love about him yeah. like there was a time not at this job but a job that I cared less about when I would check my I would check his Facebook hours before I would check my work emails <laughs> in the day because I'd like to I'd like to see his update and the updates that he puts up on there are incredible he's I'm, very unfiltered like yeah. you get a lot of him whatever that is right. like. so just before he came in uh, into the studio his social media girl the, work, the girl who does all puts up all this stuff was yeah. there she had her own camera and stuff and she was like oh I do Vin social media I was like 
do you do do you do this do you do this Facebook stuff? She was like, yeah, yeah, I do all that, and I was just like, I just stopped myself from hugging it because like the stuff that he puts up, like he puts up a video of him dancing to a Katy Perry song, yeah, but like he doesn't put up like a, like ten seconds of him dancing to a Katy Perry song. He puts up the video where he walks over to his computer and he presses record, then he walks away from his computer. The song starts. He starts. He dances with the entire thing, and then he also puts up the video where he walks back to his computer, rest <laughs> stops, rest off on the record, and like he puts that all up like he'll yeah. put up like um, just a, a video of him like singing in his house just doing an, an entire like really really high pitched like love song <laughs> like I mean, like he'll, he's like does all the eyes he's closing his eyes he's like making love to you with his voice oh <laughs> and I just think like the man's amazing he's a super nerd as well yeah he's like, a huge well, nerd a great video on his Facebook mm. where he goes to the nerdist yeah. and he plays Dungeons and Dragons with him he's yeah. a massive Dungeons and Dragons right. fan and he starts talking about in like really dense terminology yeah. he's like yeah. we just did some critical roles and all this yeah. stuff I don't play D&D but he's like massively into we've got, it we're going to have a video going up next week of him talking to me about it as well like because he just I was like asking for his tips on like a perfect game of Dungeons and Dragons yeah he's talked for ages yeah like I could have talked to him for ages about that if I'd known more about Dungeons and Dragons yeah um, but he's just I don't know we'd heard like some stories that maybe he was quite he was quite uh, like a spiky man on set and things like that yeah. so we did really didn't know what to expect and I don't think it could have gone better it's definitely it charming. it's 100% the best interview I've ever done Aww. because it was the most fun I've ever had doing an interview I and think you got your face on his Instagram didn't yeah you? and like so I woke up on Saturday morning um, with like a disgusting hangover and <laughs> pound I, I was, pound I was, I was, exactly. this is the problem I was, I was, it's impossible not to be able to record the podcast with you for that hangover. yeah that's a good point but I I was making a cup of tea and my phone was on the couch and it, started, it went it made a noise and I was like oh that's nice I'll probably check that in a second then it made another noise then it made another noise then it made, and it started going bonkers right. because Vin Diesel basically uh, is here but there's an, uh, Cooper's mum made him this amazing uh, dancing Groot and obviously Vin Diesel plays Groot and halfway through the interview I got it out to show him and he lost his shit really? yeah so he went mad about it. He was just like, oh my God, that's so incredible. Singing. He started singing. Um, he started singing? He was singing uh, the weekend song, Can't Feel My Face, but about right. Groot. Uh, he started doing that. And then he t- took out his phone. And th- like, if you think, like I watch the man's social media updates yeah. every single day. Yeah. He took out his phone. And I, in my head, I was like, is he going to record one of, his, one of his social media updates? And he fucking did, didn't he? <laughs> so he got a video. He was like, Gav, come here. I was like, whoa. <laughs> you tell you like, oh God, like you're almost in tears there. I know. Oh like, he said, Gav, come here. And I was just like, it just meant so much to me. I, like, and he was like, he recorded this little video of him with a uh, thing. And he was like, where did you get this from? And I explained the crew's mum made it for him. Uh, he calls it the IGN radio show, but this doesn't matter. <laughs> he was here doing a radio drop. <laughs> I'm like, no. Well, we, doesn't matter. It is now. We're now. <laughs> radio yeah we do radio stuff now we're not doing anything else because Vin Diesel says <laughs> then he recorded it and I thought well that might not go anywhere but then on Saturday morning my phone started going mad and people were like I think it was someone who listens to the IGN UK podcast actually who's also a fan of Vin Diesel right. added me in and was just like uh, by the way have you seen this this is yeah. amazing and yeah. I was like yes I have and it's the best day of my life um, yeah. it was good how'd you follow that I don't, know. I don't know I went to Discover Dogs it's good <laughs> yeah it's good any, do- any good yeah. dogs I yeah. can't believe you went to a dog expo why not? Because I just don't get I think it's amazing. I like I dogs. Don't, I don't well, but going to an expo where you just stroke dogs. But that's the thing. Like, we have, we're not in situations where we could own a dog ever yet. So? So, like, to have <laughs> well, access. Thankfully, they don't do child expos. Oh, I don't have children, <laughs> but I want to go and see a child. I think you do, like, South uh, Americans, though. <laughs> 
in China. <laughs> but, um, but that's the thing, to have access to that many dogs and, you know, <laughs> access is a weird way to say it. I don't, know if, I don't know if you know what it was. Like, you're making it sound weird. <laughs> is it like that film, 8 Millimeter? Yeah. Like, it feels like that. Like, it was like, it was, it was pitch black. There's a guy called And this way, and they went, um, what, what band of tickets did you get? I said, I got, I got the platinum. Right, you've got access to all the dogs. Does, that, does, that, does, inc- does this include terriers? Yeah, it includes terriers. Right, what about the toy breeds? Like that's more. Stop. That's more so. Stop this. This is awful. Right, just talk about Mad Men burgers quickly. Um, I don't even know what this is. Is it just a burger that you like? Well. <laughs> It is, isn't it? <laughs> no, listen. Oh uh, what Gav ate this week? <laughs> By looking at me, you might be able to tell that I quite like burgers. <laughs> um, but it's some in your beard. We we <laughs> there's a chain of burgers that we particularly enjoy called Honest Burgers, and they're doing a burger themed around Mad Men. Yeah. Because the last series is coming out, and I went to their like launch thing the other day, and they had a lot of burgers. <laughs> I've not explained it very well. You're I, just not, think, I, I, just I just think what you're explaining is you going to some place and eating burgers. Yeah. Well, what about I, that? I, I thought you guys would be interested. What's on, what's on the burger? Um, Why is it Mad Men themed? This is a thing. I don't know. It's because it was just like a lot it's of... Because it's, it's got like bourbon in the recipe. Yeah, in like the... That. I think in it's the It's unfaithful. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, but other, other people eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to share with the person yeah. next <laughs> But no, it was, it was, it was to... Talk, so on. It was to celebrate the... I don't know what the link is. I, I think because in the last series he's... Uh, talking about this burger chef thing, so right. I think they've gone burgers. That's the thing. But I rewatched like a lot of the like last couple of episodes. I rewatched the last episode, and like I think it's probably one of my favorite last episodes of a series. I think. Um, so that what's that going to do with burgers there? No, absolutely nothing. No. Okay, but you had a nice burger. But I had a nice burger. Yeah, yeah the last burger you had was nice too. What was the last burger? That one. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's your favourite burger? Mm, what in London? Yeah. Oh, it's got to be honest. I think burger. honest burger obviously is is high up there because we go there a lot, and I enjoyed um, I enjoyed the tribute burger, but I also enjoy sampling the special. We go every I month. I get excited special, when I find out yeah. what the special is each month, yeah. and then get a bit crestfallen if it's something I don't like. Yeah. Never had the Christmas burger. We should definitely do that. This um, oh, we should do that. I had it last year. But you not bread, have it? Breaded camembert. No. I uh, me, me and Bear Park had the Christmas burger. It was really good. Uh, it's a shame he's no longer with us. They used to do a Welsh burger. They used to do a Welsh burger, and it was really, really good. Oh, like different Welsh, Welsh, Welsh cheese, Welsh onions. Well, Welsh onions. Even if it tasted like crap, you'd say it was really, really good. Absolutely. Welsh bread. Yeah. Welsh bread. Um, what else? What are the burgers? That? I do like. Um, I do like the kind of standard, like the really kind of um, like what's it called? meat liquor, where it's kind of like a, a brioche bun. And it's, it's like too steamed. Greasy. No, I think that's a misnomer. This misnomer. I think it's too greasy. I think like honest- I like the patty that's been like fried in like French's mustard. Mm. I like that very American style. Mm. In and Out Burger was good when we had it. That was good. I was and so never cheap. had In and Out oh, Burger. We had so much food for like eleven dollars. Or really? Yeah. Because yeah, the next night we went to a diner when we were in San Francisco, and it was what th- four times the price. Yeah, I think, it and like, it was terrible in comparison. Expensive. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah just go in and out, burger. Totally. Just. Hasn't it got like a crazy like secret menu as well? Well, no. It's just like one. You can ask yeah. for anything animal style, right? And they just put loads of burger sauce on it. Right. But, I th- but I think there's an actual secret menu as well. Like it's it's like a like community or like cult, basically. I think it's just like the three things you can get in three different ways. 
Oh right, okay. Um, I was supposed oh, to talk about it. I'm, I'm so hungry. I could so eat an In-N-Out burger right now. There's no one. Oh, oh, no. oh, Five Guys is I've quite good. I've never done. It's five, weird. Never had Five Guys. Let's go lunch. I can't. We can. All right. So it's good but burgers. But it, but the part <clears> is is that a it's good burgers, but yeah. b it's super cheap. Right. Five Guys is pretty expensive. Five Guys is pretty expensive. So. I think Honest is pretty good. Honest is like a tenner for the burger. We got well, I mean, I we got the chips. Yeah, the oh, chips are incredible. Chips. Well, you can get Five Guys for a burger and chips for under ten quid. Really? But it's just like, and that's a double burger. The chips are shit at Five Guys, I think. Nothing. I with the Cajun. Um, nah, I don't, so I don't like that. I love that. I'd rather have the triple cooked rosemary chips. At honest, I think. Well, then we'll go there. We'll go there. That's the solution. <laughs> one place, you go to the other. Yeah. We'll meet in the middle. Unbelievable. You go get the cheap. You go the chips. A shake oh. Shack is uh, opening up on uh, near old office. I think that was expensive for a very McDonald's style really? burger, small. And mm. also, my ass fell out arteries in. <laughs> what did you get? The Ice Out Burger. The Ice Out Burger, yes. In and Out Burger. I'll tell you what, my ass has never fallen out after an honest burger. Good. (laughs) Okay, on to Argoloid Gok. What's that mean? Like, Jesus, cock. Like bad, bad stuff. Why would that be good? Why is Jesus cock bad? It's like, Jesus Christ. But why cock? Dunno. I think you, it's just like, a saying Welsh take a look at herself and like understand <laughs> yeah. what that a good is good hard like. look at herself in the mirror because like up north like alright cock that's like a term of endearment yeah well that's is it more cocker mm. no alright no. cock is it alright you're thinking guy cocker maybe that's different he's northern as well is that's he? a different thing I bet he loves that people what? saying alright all right. yeah that's my name no I'm just right, cock. northern yeah anyway maybe cock is more of a sort of landy thing what's rubbish this week anyway Crimson Peak. About are you talking about the interview again? Look, I apologise they didn't go in well, the podcast. Well, why didn't it do very well at the box office? <laughs> yes, Gav. That's not my fault. That's on you. Oh, Alex. The big budget horror film is down to you and you only. Who's the kind Shit. of audience that we go see this movie? Our audience. <laughs> no, because they didn't hear about it, did they? It's just well, like, that's, exactly, that's the point. That's the exactly the point maybe they thought we were making a joke about it be like oh you're just talking about how good Crimson Peak is 50 minutes of silence (laughs) (laughs) here's a new feature weekly charades go and watch the podcast Um, I think it's sad it didn't do very well at the box office it's 12.8 million yeah, it's first weekend, good, is it? Um, I it's think kind of expected though, right? I Twelve think, million pound though—that's loads. I think that's a marketing. <laughs> You'd love that. Let's face it, we all love that. I'd be well chuffed with that. <laughs> that's what you should say to them. Imagine you came in on the weekend and when Alex uh, made twelve point eight million, million on the pounds weekend. for IGN. You'd be well happy with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the boss. But you spent one hundred and fifty million. Yeah. How much it was? I don't know. The car cost that much to make. I guess we bundle in marketing because it's supposed to be I, that does sound really expensive but I'm not sure um, well let's fill this and I'll, I'll you fill this right so why is it bad that it's not made any money I don't think it's that bad that it's not made loads of money obviously it's bad for Guillermo del Toro because I think this will affect future projects yes and he will but maybe it's not bad for him because it will mean he'll go and yeah, make the type of film that will actually f- get the best of his creativity yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we got a sentence from when we speak to him if you go back and listen to the interview and uh, re-download it oh fuck off when we spoke to him about this movie you know there's an obvious there's an elephant in the room they all want to market this as a horror movie yeah look at his scary ghost look at his big creepy ha- haunted house it's not a horror movie right. it's a gothic romance which is okay. really quite a niche cinematic genre that I think most contemporary audiences would find a bit 
dull. Right. Yeah. Like it's got certain conventions that like Twilight. Nah. Like Monty Monsters is not very well versed. Like this is not a thing that happens much. Like Rebecca or like even older stuff. Like it's. I think that's the problem. He's he's trying to make a film like that. He's making a film for himself. But he's Guillermo del Toro. He's very obvious. He's very honest about this. Like I make a film for myself. I'm a nerd. I love this stuff. I made a film that I would like. I don't think that film plays wider. No, and I think right. if people see it, they're not going to recommend it. No, because right. if especially if you're going in as a horror crowd. So if, if the director is saying it's not going to appeal to a broad audience, how does that stuff get greenlit? That seems a bit crazy. Well, especially not only just greenlit, but big stars assigned to it, probably quite a big budget. That seems insane. fifty-five million dollars. A lot of money. Yeah, that's how much it costs. It's made yeah. sixteen. Yeah, right um, like Chris says, oh, with the death of the big budget horror, and I think that will hurt. Like you know, the project that Guillermo del Toro has wanted to make for years is Lovecraft at the Mountains of Madness never gonna which happen. will which would necessitate a lot of money because yeah. you know you're depicting things beyond imagination yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the whole point yeah. of Lovecraft's work yeah. Yeah. Uh, stripping down reality that'd be a lot of money yeah. so you won't be able to do that but on the whole I think horror is the one genre that truly benefits from not much money yeah like less is more like it follows wouldn't have cost much money the great example for many many years the most profitable film ever made mm. was John Carpenter's Halloween mm. they made it in like three weeks yeah. for a few thousand dollars a bunch of essentially kids yeah. film students and kids and they made one of the most effective brilliant enduring horror movies ever yeah. made and it made loads and loads of money because immediately you're into profit yeah like you're immediately into profit yeah, yeah. that has got such a a burden before it even opens yeah which is I mean you can kind of see why they're advertising it like they did which is like as like basically the woman in black yeah and it's nothing like that Nah, like lots of like you and I really liked it. We I liked it, it much more than Chris. Mm. Um, but things like about it, Chris likes aren't weird horror films though. Like if it hasn't got incest in it, he doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or twins. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I don't think it's a huge shame. Yeah, we might not see that Lovecraft game, um, Lovecraft movie, but you know, got a great Lovecraft game in Bloodborne. So if you want that, like that's probably yeah, one of the best yeah, adaptations yeah. of Lovecraft I've ever played or is like seen. I don't think it's a shame. I think it's cool if he goes back and makes lower budget horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What is also Aglid Gok? Well, I've got Triforce Heroes on there. Not very good. Is, the game's great. But oh. Not if you play it on your own. Oh, okay. And uh, we give it 8.5. Yeah. And as a big Zelda fan, I couldn't always play it, but um, it, it absolutely hinges on you playing local co op with two other people. Right. Which is, when on earth is that going to happen? <laughs> three, um, three DSs. Apart from maybe if we happen to sit on the same plane and go somewhere. Yeah. For, on holiday. Yeah. Actually, on the way to Paris. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Well, good. <laughs> very for you, but for someone who lives a solitary life like myself. Yeah. So the way it works, or the way it should work, is that you're all working together to solve these puzzles at the same time. But in right. single player, you have to manually switch between the characters. So you're only ever controlling one, and then the other uh, links, or whatever you want to call them, sort of freeze. And then you have, oh man, it's just painful. It must take ages. It does take ages. Even the, the simplest of puzzles take ages. That's really that's laborious. Because fundamentally, it's a game that's not design, designed to be played. It's not like Lost Vikings. Player. Oh. That's, that is a game. That, that is, is a game. game. It, you know, 
<laughs> yeah, like uniformly just the yeah. first thing we've ever agreed on that's a game yeah but the beauty of Lost Vikings is that they all had individual skills yeah, yeah. The, 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 there was a reason for switching <clears throat> to one to the other this you're all you, you do all the same thing yeah and it's like oh I've got to get up there and we, the three of you got to stand each other's heads to kind of reach up there which is like okay yeah which if you were doing that quickly and then moving on it would be fine but you can't do it quickly in single player I mean, you want to play Lost Vikings there was an X <laughs> there was an X-Men game that was like that as well do you remember that no. there was an X-Men game where you could switch between uh, different characters because everyone did different things that's it. yeah that's for it. what's the last game that kind of had that I think it was like Wolverine was like if you had a fight you got Wolverine in um uh, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler went through different right. things, uh, so you could do that's that. Good. And I think Storm. What were the three Vikings? Like one with the shield that you could like lift up and like use him as a platform. Yeah, and like yeah. stop enemies. There's one guy who's fast and could jump. Is there one guy who had like arrows or something? One He's one who yeah, can I attack. Guy was fast. One guy was kind of like big fat near the shield. And yeah, another one. Can't Must be one to attack. Yeah. Which one am I? <laughs> fat one. So you're saying? <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You've done a section on how much you like burgers. <laughs> you bring it all on yourself. So, long story short. Eight got, Lost Vikings. If you've got friends, um, play Trifle Series. If not, play uh, Lost Vikings. Yeah. Rubbish. Yeah, or um, Jesus's Cock. Agluth Gok. Okay, sure. Also Agluth okay. Gok. Um, Alan Tudyk. <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> I told myself I wasn't going to do that. Uh, Alan Tudyk. Um, Is that really how you say his name? Yeah. Okay. It's not Tudyk. No, it's Tudyk. I checked on YouTube. <laughs> With whom? What did you Google? With Tudyk? whom? Yeah. There's a man was, in Mexico. I was, here, I was here for a while. Is he in, my name's Alan. There is a man in Mexico. Um, yeah, there's loads has, of men in Mexico. Has, has um. Right. Case of the Allens. Listen, <laughs> uh, so Alan Tudyk, who uh, is like really well known for um, Firefly, uh, but also is going to be in Rogue One. Like he's going to have a big part in Rogue One. He's also the robot Two in iRobot. Come on, he's also the robot from iRobot. Um, he's in a bunch of stuff. You recognise him? He's an actor. He's, he's worked. Yes. Um, so he's doing a new show called uh, Con Man, which is like obviously this guy does a lot of sci-fi stuff. He goes to a lot of like comic book conventions and stuff. So from doing these over the years, he obviously got a lot of stories. So he turned it into like an online series, and it's like I didn't even I didn't I hadn't even heard about it, but it's like the one of the fastest funded uh, fast like independent things to get to a million yeah. um, on whatever they use to like fund it but it's going to be like on Vimeo and stuff I haven't watched that much of it but I was interviewing him I noticed Nolan North was in the trailer so I asked him when I was talking to him I was like oh like we're really big fans of Nolan North we had him in the studio the other day did some funny videos with him like how did that come about and from nowhere then he starts talking about he was like oh well I knew him from um, I worked on like uh, Young what's the Young Justice League show where the, they really Teen Titans no I can't remember but they worked on something together anyway right. uh, doing voiceover stuff and he was like then he worked on Uncharted 4 ah. so he said oh I worked on Uncharted 4 with um, with, with Nolan and I was like oh so me assuming he's worked on the one that we're you know getting gonna, gonna get but actually it turns out he worked on the one that Todd Stashwick was also involved with he was the guy who did the very first Uncharted 4 trailer he was the guy who did the voice for that and he worked on that one and right. the one that, that like sort of fell apart and they walked away from yeah, yeah, so yeah. I kind of like I hadn't, I didn't even know this and I was like that's a pretty big name to be working on it yeah. um, so I asked him like you know why you walked away and stuff and he, there's a bit in the interview where he kind of goes and unfortunately it was on the phone it wasn't a video one but so I didn't really put it in the news story or anything but there's a bit where he goes I was f- 
I quit. I quit. And it's just like, you obviously didn't quit. Yeah. Like, it was obviously, and I was like, well, what was going on? And he couldn't go into, he really right. wasn't going into too much detail, right. but he was like, they were making some weird changes uh, to that game. And we were, we just like, we used that opportunity when they changed, they changed like their head. So I think like Amy Henning walked away, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they did yeah. that, that made his contract null and void. So he could take the, that opportunity then to walk away from it. Yeah. Um, but I was like, why would you walk away from that? And he was just like, you didn't hear about the changes they were making. What were they doing? Yeah. What were they doing on this game that would force like really big names to walk away from it? Or just right. getting rid of their partners. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, well, no, a, lot, a lot of stuff changed. We were in San Francisco when that all happened. The Amy Henning yeah. stuff, wasn't mm, it? Yeah, that's a couple of years ago now. Mm. Was yeah. I think uh, we were uh, <laughs> we were having a party. Yeah, Rich was doing magic. On, what on, about it? The office. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, fuck you, Henning. <laughs> it was one of those sobering yeah. moments. <laughs> I think it happened quite The party like, was already yeah. underway to yeah. clarify. But mm. then it was just like suddenly, you know, a lot of people started getting serious and running around. Why does like, this always happen? Why is this always happening when I generally having like parties or co- like we're we'll having away oh, days? Oh and the last away day. Oh, this is amazing, right? This is, ama- this is amazing. So, um, Every year, Igen has a um, summit for the old editorial team. We go away, do something. So we were in this place in California, this hotel, like this really picturesque little village thing. And we're all getting, we're all having drinks in someone's room. Like there's an official party. So everyone was there. Mm. We're all getting quite drunk. And then midway through the party, someone goes, Marvel just got the rights back to Spider-Man. We're Serious? Like, yeah, and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. Like literally everyone's there. They're yeah. like, what do we do? Oh, what no. do we do? Like, and then, like, we're like, back at base or anything. Yeah, like that. so we just like brought down this hotel room and set up a studio in this hotel room well, and filmed studio something. Studio is a very good. Well, we put some we put some lamps high up. Yeah. <laughs> the lamp was funny because there's a, like a standing lamp there. Yeah, and somebody took the top off and they was holding it to try and point it in their faces. And like we were sort of just watching. Just like, I just got. <laughs> I just went outside on a beer. Yeah, I would have hated to be in that room because like I was, and there's yeah. I've been I've been at things before. Like I used to work. I worked in sports news for a, a good long while. And when stuff would break like that, the people who get in a flap are the worst yeah. people in the world. Because yeah. it's just like like we're like we're good. I think when like uh, we've been at E3 and stuff. When stuff is broken, it's just like oh that's broken. Now we have to do this. Yeah. Whereas there's a lot of people in the world who aren't like that. And they'll the way that they deal with breaking news and stuff like that is to go in a flap and yeah, like yeah. really flap about. And I can imagine there was a lot of people flapping about. Well, and help as well. <laughs> in that room yeah uh, right. yeah, yeah there's like everyone did he sit on the sofa I can't remember I don't think he did mm. but like I was the same as you I was like I just, I'm finding this I've had too much to drink too funny so I have to stand <laughs> I, still, I, think, I think I remember what I remember doing when he was like well, we need to be quiet I was like no. I remember just going to the, <laughs> I remember, I remember like, going to the cooler getting two beers <laughs> and just going outside <laughs> Uh, I awesome. do feel sorry for the two guys that were on so it was definitely Jim it was definitely Eric and Joshua I'm as right. well right yeah. that's right but you had probably 30 people all watching them and all people having opinions on that yeah. stuff oh, as well. yeah. yeah horrible was it shot on an iPhone no so, I think we got a proper camera we down and um, we did like a, a thing like for Twitter where everyone was like Whoa, Spider-Man yeah that's drunk yeah <laughs> good, good piece of us uh Who's around well, well, anyway, people that walked away. Anyway, that yeah. is sad that uh, Alan Tudyk has uh, walked away from Uncharted 4. Uh, speaking of bad things, 
Uh, imagine, uh, well, look, basically, this is a section called Desert Island Discs, but we can't call it Desert Island Discs. <laughs> so I've come up with some really, really good alternatives. Okay. Are they Welsh ones? Are you what she called the woman who presents it, Kirsty? Allsop. No, it's not. It's not Kirsty Allsop. <laughs> <laughs> Gallagher. She does. It's not Kirsty Gallagher. Kirst- okay. Ali. Right. <laughs> Somebody else. Anyway. End of the worldly goods. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. That's good. <laughs> Is this is what you've been doing all week. Yes. Okay. Worldly goods. And the worldly goods. <coughs> uh, give me a, uh, a Welsh alternative in a second. So you've got about ten seconds to think of it. Please. <laughs> 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 like Welsh. Uh, yeah. Post-apocalyptic possessions. <laughs> what is that? That's good. The things. What are the three things? <laughs> the world ends tomorrow. Okay. But you survive it. Okay. Right? Laura Tush. What's that mean? Down the hole. What would you take with you down the hole? <laughs> That's all I never heard. Laura Tush. What would you take down your hole? Uh, French bulldog. <laughs> what would you take? Anyway, I'm going to tell you that. All right. <laughs> now, so I'm making some assumptions here. Okay. I'm assuming that my family is given the invite to survive with me. Oh, does this happen on Desert Island Discs? <laughs> you get on Desert Island Discs, you get, you get the Bible and the entire works of Shakespeare. What is it? I think those are the two like things you get. Like, Why are you getting anywhere. the Bible? Don't know. Can I get a different book? King James. No. <laughs> oh my god. It's not a library. <laughs> Can I get a different island? Well, look. Uh, I'm making an assumption that my family is there already. Because okay. That's where they spend most of the times on a desert island or in a. In a yeah, because if you've got to take three things, that's it. You're done, mate. Well, no, because my family is one thing. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> First thing I would take is a fucking great big box of Lego. Because, and I'm talking about a really big box of Lego, like maybe a crate, because not only can I just make anything I want, but if I want to make a chair, just make it out of Lego. Do you reckon? Yeah, if I want to make a house. I don't think I would have the When was the last time you you used Lego as not like Lego, like the Lego that we use though? It's uh, not fun, man. At the weekend, yes, it is. Really? Like, yeah, we. So uh, I bought. You've got a kid, though. You've seen it through a yeah, kid's exactly. eyes. Um, but uh, I know. <laughs> but when she grows up, I know what you mean. <laughs> like it's hard to go put the instruction books to the side and yeah. make anything your yeah. imagination. But it is fun. But okay. So on the flip side, yes. do you think it'd be really annoying if you wanted to build something like to help you, and then you couldn't find like a little one, a one uh, a little one That'd be well annoying. Imagine I, that. I would say like. <sighs> I can't imagine making something that specific that a little one would make. Who knows crazy. what's going to happen? <laughs> Who knows? You are true. Who knows where your imagination will take you? Well, if I make a house, I'd need loads of those little glass bits to kind of fill the window. I feel like I'm going to shadow your dream here. Oh, man. Because I saw an episode with James May where he built a house out of Lego. Yeah. Can't be done. What do you mean? Yeah, he's just not very good at Lego. Yeah, maybe. What do you mean it can't be done? Well, we maybe do one, maybe, yeah, it, it just won't take the strain. What about just do... Maybe just do one bungalow. floor. Or do, do a bungalow. Yeah, do a bungalow, but I think the roof... I think you'd need a lot of support struts, so you may walk around the house like this. Yeah, you could have, like, wood and stuff, and then you put it on. No, no just, just full Lego. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm just... I, I, yeah, go bungalow. Why, fair enough. Why are you getting greedy and putting... Why do He's you got, got wife and kids to put somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but I've got a whole, like, place to put them out in. Then <laughs> 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 This is my wife. And <laughs> uh, there's my kids in the little display unit I made out of Lego. <laughs> exactly. Took me four weeks to build this. Right, massive thing of Lego. Uh, second one uh, is Minecraft. Because I've never played Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like you're building up here. Wait a minute. I don't. 
but it's basically Lego in a game, right? Yeah, but you're um, taking loads of Lego. But like, if I was going to pick a game, <laughs> I feel you regret it. That's going to really. Yeah, because you've got one thing, and we're like, oh, I'm bored of this now. What, what can I do as um, an alternative? Oh, I wish I brought a rock band. I'd have to wait. Like, yeah, do I get to take all the extra peripherals? That's crazy to take something you've never played, man. <laughs> for it because that is a good get round to it uh, offline game. Yeah, there are plenty of other games, but like the world's ended. Who am I going to play something else against? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a big people in my world at that time was my wife and two children. But like, it's the same thing going like, oh, what would you say? Oh, I take the general hospital, uh, but all like the casualty box set because there's so many episodes of it. What have you ate here? That's ridiculous. What if you ate it? <laughs> ate it. I think it's just his common slang. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> this gets really bad. Right, we're going to have to see casualty. Uh, we're ration it. And we'll eat seasons one to six. Like, if you take the casualty season. box set with you, then fair play. Mm. Last thing. <clears throat> and you've got food in that. Uh, I would say we've got basic provisions. Like potatoes. Which, which leads me on to my last thing. I would take a microbrewery. Oh, wow, that's because good. <laughs> you can get on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> can I come on your island? No, I'm not okay, fucking playing Minecraft now. I want to drink nice beer. Yeah, uh, and I'm assuming that I can, you know, uh, I've, I can't think. Build my own crops. <laughs> I literally what a Lego. Growing, <laughs> isn't it? It's like build. Yes, those little flower ones with the three stalks. <laughs> Your family's like, Alex, we've really why, hungry. It's, why, not, it's weird, they're not flowering until I build the flower and build it onto the green bit. Fuck it out. So, microbrewery. Yeah, but with uh, the uh, pure purpose to make really nice craft beer. Is that just like a That's bucket good. and some hops? I don't no. know, I don't brew, so... <laughs> Michael, yeah. should we, we should do that, we should make an IGM beer. Well, Charlotte uh, keeps saying to me, how would you like, like, your, a brew your own beer kit? Yeah! But I'm like... I poison I like, myself. I like drinking the beer. I don't, like, there's loads of things that I enjoy, but I don't want the process of making it. I do. Like, cause the apocalypse would have to happen they've started making like, um, <laughs> pony up and... They've and probably take quite a long time for me to make a decent beer, but they, hey. Because it's not like it's, the reason I never done it before is because it was just like make your own beer, but the beer was just like well, I only like you know some beers. What if yeah. I didn't like the beer that I made? That'd be shit. But you can buy like Brooklyn beer once. You can buy like pumpkin oh, yeah, yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm pretty sure that your version of it is not, not going to be really very good. good. Actually, yeah, if we, like brew your own pumpkin beer, I'll just buy it. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> probably cheaper. Takes less time. <laughs> And you'll be drinking really nice beer while you're brewing the other beer as well. Have you ever... So you say you don't want the microbrewery now? No, oh, what right. I'm saying oh. is, is that I've got no alternative. Yeah, right, I okay. can't just go Needs down must. to supermarket and get, you know, a three for two on IPA or something. Yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. No three for twos in the apocalypse. No. That's the oh, thing. It's free for all, isn't it? That's they get you. But if that's it was that, three for twos, because yeah. then I'd get an extra one if I'm only taking three things. In the pocket, you say, well, you take all of it. What? Just take all you want. There's nobody, nobody <laughs> governing, nobody policing this. Yeah, who is policing this? Uh, the person who sent me the email saying you've got an hour before the world ends. Right. Pick your three things. Okay, <laughs> so, so it's a pot of Lego and uh, Minecraft game I've never played before. But <laughs> Sky is quite like one of your items. That's brave, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we will come around to the stuff that you guys like in okay. future podcasts. But uh, listeners, if you want to let us know what you would take into the next life. Uh, let us know. IGN underscore UK feedback by IGN.com. Feedback. Right. Duck hunt. This is from Origin. 
Best Cinema Premier is the name of his email. Firstly, thank you for hosting such a great <coughs> evening at Podcast 300. You're I really enjoyed myself, and it was great to meet a lot of other duck hunters. Duck hunt. I ran into, um, I went to see The Martian on Saturday night. I text you about it, but I came out of the, podca- uh, the podcast, I came out of the cinema um, on Clapham High Street, and I ran into t- I, two people just shouted, Gav! And I was like, oh, I'm going to get hit. And <laughs> I love the fact that's your natural yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, just turn around, go back, just run, just run, don't even look you back. You turn around and you go, you want some? <laughs> um, but it was, I can't remember the names, but it was two really, really nice people who'd been to Podcast 300 and was just like, oh, we just, we went, just, we had a really, really good time. Thank you so much for putting it on. Cool. So if that was you guys, you were on your way to revolution. I hope you had a good night. I was trying to get them to go into Inferno, but they weren't having it. So. With you? <laughs> yeah. Dan Kilby have been there. Yeah. You gotta meet him. Sorry, yeah, go on. Um, <clears throat> with the opening of pre-bookings for the new Star Wars movie, I was wondering, what are your best premiere experiences? Um, did any of you attend the premiere for Star Wars Episode One? No. No, I was 12. Uh, I remember going I went to an early screening but not the premiere yeah I think that yeah I think it's been like first showings okay. like available I remember going to a memorable midnight showing of the Avengers with my super nerdy friends one of my friends was also a massive comic book fan so when he saw Thanos he just exploded with motherfucking Thanos I'd never seen him this hype for anything I mean, he's normally pretty jaded when night. it comes to comic book movies <laughs> so that was worth it I'm never going to cinema with you ever again I'd have been absolutely fuming with that uh, yeah. <laughs> I went to an early screening of Phantom Menace and God the excitement of when yeah. the Palpable. credits rolled oh man but then just <laughs> this is the thing like, so we, we like uh, we talked about on Rebel Base a bit this week but so we woke up early on Monday morning to buy um, Star Wars Secure. tickets we're secure we locked, we locked down that shit seven IMAX tickets Thursday morning 9.30am this is our this is the IGN um, Christmas do I actually okay. think it's my favourite ever screen you know yeah. like the, the, I, the not sorry not BFI IMAX the as well so I think since you went they've installed the new 12.1 Dolby laser? surround yeah. sound and laser the sound's amazing yeah <sighs> one thing though the, gra- the glasses are shit uh, I'm gonna, I'm oh actually, yeah! I'm actually gonna. Oh, like I was, I was gonna put this in the Skype no, the day. There's new ones. Yeah, they're uh, not very good. The, right. Towards the end of the glasses, like the ends of the lenses, yeah. there's like color blur. Yeah. So we were watching a movie, um, some trailers, because when we checked out IMAX laser, and <clears> in the edge of my eye, I was like, "What is that?" And like, it seemed like everything was a bit like, you know, like it's just like had a blue blur. I also a fractional. Do you know yeah. what? I think that was because um, we were so close as well. Do you reckon? That's why I'm glad that we're like five rows from the, the back or something like that. I can't but 9.30am Thursday 17th of December and then we're having um, turkey lunch. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, I know it's, it's not completely related. I went to go and see an early screening of um, Tinkerbell and the uh, something <laughs> pirate. I can't remember yeah. what it's called. And we were sat quite far around to the side and the whole film was blurred. Because it was in 3D. Terrible. Which is, what is the point yeah, of that? Yeah, no, you can't do that. Uh, and it was Scarlett's first 3D film. She was anyway, like, 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 this is shit. That's probably my favourite premiere. Was it, yeah. I can't yeah. remember the name of the film, though. Tinkerbell film. I've been to a couple of premieres, but like, the, I think the best premiere experience I went to, I saw the last Hobbit film, and that was awesome. But yeah. The film isn't all right, mm. but it was awesome because it was like the last one of yeah, that. Yeah. So I was like, to be at the last premiere for that. And there was loads of the cast who hadn't seen the film, so they sat, so I watched it behind Benedict Cumberbatch, and that was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Did you um, like, twitch his seat? Uh, Benny, no, I didn't. Benny, Benny. I'm good in the cinema. I'm, I'm really good in the cinema. You are. You're well behaved. Um, but I like when you told off that guy <clears> in the ice cream of Mad Max. Yeah. I got up and went and told him to shut up. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing to do with work. I mean, Gabs went to see Mad Max again outside of work yeah. on the weekend. And we were in a really nice cinema. And I couldn't hear it from where I was at all. But like we were on the aisle and Gabs was on the aisle. And across the aisle, there's um, 
this guy who was speaking and then just midway through the film just Gav just like disappears next to me I look over and he just goes right up into this guy's face what do you say he's like mate you shut up like, imagine Gav's imagine Gav's face coming from out of the dark <laughs> out of the darkness it's like that scene in like Exorcist when it flashes on the screen <laughs> and did he yeah, he, oh, he, he shit himself, himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually yeah, shit himself um, but also like one of the like my worst experiences <laughs> of going to an early screening and I wish I'd never gone um, I think it was before I worked here but we were all at the same thing was Dark Knight Rises Right, uh, the IMAX. The IMAX. That was the first time that it had actually been shown to press. Yeah. And it was it like 10 a.m. or something yeah, like yeah, that? Screening, yeah, I sat down to watch it. I was so excited for that film. Like, I thought I was going to have to go outside for a bit because my heart was racing so fast. I was so excited. Yeah. And then it really spoiled it for me because I was like, I didn't really think it was that good because I was so excited. And I'd already booked my own IMAX ticket. So I went to see it again. Didn't like it again. Right. Then I watched Batman Begins and watched it after, straight after that yeah. uh, again. And I really liked it. So... There we are. So yeah, sometimes it's not that good to go see it because you get too excited. And sometimes you need to but watch Batman Begins before. Sometimes you just got to watch yeah. Batman Begins. But that's my whole thing with Star Wars is like <clears throat> trying to keep. I think I think you're good. Like you'll not watch the trailer as well. Like yeah. you've done a good thing there. Yeah. Like we spoke a bit about this on Rebel Base, which is our Star Wars thing um, we do every week, and we were just talking about just being measured with expectations like I'm sure it's going to be a very good film but yeah. if you just like some people are booking multiple tickets for a single day uh, on the yeah. weekend it's like imagine if you don't like it that much yeah. you have to see it the next day and you might like it a little bit less because you yeah. just the circumstances of you watching it so you're, you're hyping yourself up on I, it. Yeah, it's a little bit foolish for buying a shit ton of Star Wars toys for a film that I've not seen but at the same time they're pretty cool. They're cool toys. But, but yeah, it's yeah. like you can buy into it. And it's fun to get, like, I'm not saying nobody can, like, it's fun. Like, yeah. me and Gav bought loads of toys the other week when they came out. Yeah. I'm getting excited. I'm loving riding that wave of excitement. But at the same time, just yeah. keep keep a, lid, keep a lid on it. Mm. Okay, I've got something about Star Wars. <clears throat> Star Wars, one thing Lucas did right. And this is from, wow, Kian? Yeah, Kian McGrath. It says Duckan and thanks for the excellent show. I'm a huge Star Wars fan and cannot wait for the new movie. What are you looking at? Just looking at the name. That's how you say it. Is it? Is it Welsh? No, it's Irish. He says he's from Ireland. It says oh. underneath. It's Kia McGrath. Okay. Ireland. <laughs> the villa is all my life, but I've watched all of Star Wars Rebels. It's awesome. Enjoy most of it, but notice something. Ezra Bridger, the young the young Padawan, builds his lightsaber, but includes a blaster rifle on the hilt. In all the time uh, Lucas made Star Wars, the lightsaber was the same, except for Darth Maul. There wasn't a huge change. We got double-bladed and then curved hilt. Dooku. Now, however, Disney has made a lightsaber which can be taken apart. One which can rotate in a circle, one with a blaster, and one with too many blades sticking out I don't like Lucas as much as the next fan but he was often accused of commercialisation I find it a tad annoying this seems to be going unnoticed thanks for reading and may the force be with you it's a good point in uh, Disneyland in Paris yeah and uh, maybe even Disney Souls there is a whole thing where you build your own lightsaber. blade builders they builders oh, is that what it is yeah we talked about a Hasbro yeah. toy yeah. Yeah. you can like customise right. it and like make yeah, yeah. it looks ridiculous it's yeah. absolutely meant there's one where like, he's holding my fan there's like 12 lightsabers coming off it it looks so stupid like it's but mental like, but if that's what kids want but I'm, yeah, like, I guess so. There's a there's a there's a there's a way where it is maybe just to do a different one because it looks visually interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes it <clears throat> it's best when it's related to, related to story. Like there might yeah. be a reason Kylo Ren does that, yeah. and he's got this homemade one because yeah. no one knows how to make these things anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I quite like that as a if it's a plot point as well. And also, I thought the way they work in Rebels is that it feels quite fitting yeah. for a little kid who hasn't mastered the Force to have this to back up together, yeah. Because yeah, Kanan's is pretty traditional, isn't it? Yeah. I think so, yeah. If you want to talk about that, though, like, the thing that he's... The thing that, like, Disney own Sphero 
uh, oh, yeah. that make BB-8. So Disney owned that right. owned that company. Um, and then when JJ yeah. Abrams was, he had a meeting with like Iger, and mm. he said. Oh, I've got to come with this bit of tech. Take yeah. a look at this. And it was the inspiration. It's come full circle. Wow. Yeah. So, so I wonder if... Is that right, dirty yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah, is yeah, that... Yeah. You no, know. but it looks cool, like though. It like, looks amazing, yeah. yeah. But I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. Um, yeah. If you could have a lightsaber, what colour would you have? Ooh. Red. It's good. Red! Yeah. Looks good. Green. Why? I just... I really like that scene in Return of the Jedi like the one on the um, sail barge just mm. think it looks so awesome when yeah, R2 fires it out and he knights it and you just like because you just see two films with a blue lightsaber when you see that as a kid I was like what yeah. I quite like um, I quite like Mace Windu's one purple yeah I like that nah, uh, the blue I'd, I'd be happy with the blue blue yeah nice. although I do quite like red I don't like the commentations <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Matt Rye writes in saying uh, just got back from vacation to Universal Studios in Orlando awesome during the last week's live show there were several mentions of E.T. which reminded me about one of the rides I've been on the E.T. ride I haven't um, it says your name hmm? it says your name at the end on the oh, E.T. ride I thought you said when you're on the E.T. E. ride yes. when you're queuing up they, they say to you there's like a premise and they go oh what, you, what is your, what's your name and at the end think. when you're leaving yeah. the end of the ride you take him back to his home planet yeah and as you're leaving he goes thank you Alex is it like a pre-recorded you. thing well he must have well, recorded they, yeah, multiple names, but they yeah. time it they know when you're going to be going past him yeah. and he says yeah. the right name Anyway, he and you're, points you're on a little bike. I feel a lot. I feel really sorry for a lot of Welsh people who have really Welsh names. <laughs> there's absolutely no way they're going to be like, like, thank you, Anir. It's, it's just like ET. Going, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he says uh, ET ride uh, easily the weirdest park experience he's ever had. It is kind of weird, horribly outdated. I thought they'd got rid of it already, but obviously not. Mm. Um, it's like bits of ET's face falling off and stuff. Like that. This is horrifying. <laughs> but um, he thinks it's time for the park. Uh, for the ride to be replaced so if you could replace it with another universal property what would it be oh that's a good question so this is so they already have a section in Islands of Adventure in Florida but I think elsewhere Jurassic World well, they have think, Jurassic Park in the California Jurassic one as well. That's the thing, but they can expand that. Yeah, like, actually, it have needs it. to yeah. have it updated. It's more like Jurassic World. <clears throat> yeah, they, they need to tap into that. And yeah, oh, I was speaking about this today, like um, with my girlfriend. Imagine this as a as a thing for a Jurassic World. It's park. You go, and every day the same thing happens. So in the morning, you go to Jurassic World. You enter. You take the monorail in. You can go to the petting zoo, and there's animatronic dinosaurs you can have your picture with. Yeah, you can go to all the exhibits, all that sort of stuff see a feeding and then around midday one o'clock all the performers who are like the park attendants start acting a bit skittish like something might have happened and then progressively through the afternoon it yeah. turns into this like things start going wrong and it becomes this interactive experience where <gasps> it culminates in like raptors appearing and it becomes like <gasps> and then it goes through that yeah, cycle every day yeah. what is um, what is couldn't take small children that'd be brilliant though wouldn't it <laughs> what's, that's amazing but what's the um, what's the ride where an alien breaks free what no what's the ride where you're like it's just normal you're on a train and then like it all earthquake. goes it all goes up and like, like there's earthquake. like robots coming down and stuff like that um, there's a Terminator ride but that's not a train no maybe it's just it's in Beverly Hills Cop 3 <laughs> what I'm sure it's a real Gav, thing what you've done you've confused <laughs> life with I'm sure it's real. Beverly Hills Cop 3 again but, the, but, but basically the premise the, the premise for that is like you're you're going on this ride and then the ride breaks down and then aliens start attacking the 
the world while you're on the ride. That then. I have no idea. And it happens what, in what, Beverly Hills Cop well, 3. What else learn that could happen? Fast and Furious. There is a Fast and Furious ride, isn't there? There is, yeah. Yeah, didn't Bex go to Dubai to play on it? No, that was interview the man in Fast and Furious. Oh, okay. That was Ferrari World. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a Fast and Furious ride. I would go on that, definitely. Um, I don't know, what else? What else have we seen that you know? I think they should update year? some of the old ones. Like, imagine updating Jersey. Back to the Future. They, they had yeah. that. But then they should yeah, have dated. Oh yeah, but that's what I mean. They tore, yeah. they tore that out for the Simpsons ride. Yeah, Did no. They? Oh yeah, they tore that out for the Simpsons ride. And they tore Spider Man out for Transformers. The Transformers ride is really good. Really? Yeah, really, Did really they? good. Yeah, Transformers yeah. not in the park, not Alan's Adventure. No, I don't think so. It's like it's like the new 3D thing now. So that that was a thing with the Universal when I went. So I went to the one in California. I've been to one in Florida, but yeah. I went to the one there, and it seemed like a lot of the rides were just like these 3D experiences now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, so the, the Ratatouille ride in mm. Disneyland is similar thing, 3D experience, but at the same time, you do move a bit, but it's like a kind of all-encompassing screen. Yeah. So it feels like you're moving, but it's really really good. It's yeah, like the best I ride I've been on in ages. I think they should probably. Do a ride based around the 24th biggest grossing Universal movie of all time. Was it? Liar Liar. <laughs> Just like some kind of courtroom. <laughs> Did you find anything? Yeah. So the, is so any truth the to it? alien attack ride featured okay. in that film, right? Uh, in the Wonderworld theme park, is actually uh, Earthquake, the big one. Earthquake, the big one. Well done. I don't think the robots in regular Earthquake. Uh, I think they might have I, added I them. I think they added that. <laughs> that was a departure I don't from think Eddie Murphy, isn't he? That's not. That's not Earthquake canon. <laughs> okay. Um, well, guess what? This is shocking. 18th biggest movie Universal has ever had, The Lorax. Serious? Wow. Bloody hell. That's weird. <laughs> There's quite a lot of money. What's the biggest one? Jurassic World. Okay. Six Domestic gross of $650 million. Mm. Then ET, Jurassic Park, Despicable Me, Furious 7. There's something Millions. about the, what do you call it? The logo <coughs> bit, the Universal logo bit. Oh, it's nice, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think the music... Yeah, War World is like shit film, amazing ride. I is might, there a ride? Yeah, there's like a, an ex, well, it's not a ride. Oh, it's, it's like, like a, a stage show. Stage show, right. yeah, yeah. I might be entirely really wrong, I but I like think the film, Universal yeah. theme tune mm. is written by John Williams. Was it? The what? I might have made that up. The what? But the the ident music for Universal is John Williams. Right. Ah. But I love made like that up. what are they called those bits where you have idents. Idents. Yeah. But the Water World one where it's obviously the planet and then suddenly you know the water gets higher and higher and higher as the snow. Oh yeah. Out. What? Like we should do that. Should be a feature. Best, best like, variations yeah. like like movie best specific yeah, idents. Yeah. Actually, Universal like, Pre it's like just mm. red. Universal like, do like their own versions a lot of them. But like, what was the one that was like a horse? Tristar, Tristar? Uh, yeah, Columbia? Columbia Tristar, but this yeah. one was a unicorn it's a unicorn yeah that's weird isn't it with wheat mm. um, <laughs> right come on what next bit of feedback yes oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are we're not just um, James has written it and James Hayward <coughs> I've not heard you mention Mr. Robot it's possible I don't know why I did that it's possibly the best Robot was oh yeah yeah podcast, podcast. <laughs> it's possibly the best TV series I've ever watched I'm sure you'd love it have you watched it up there with the best in terms of reflecting the world around this great storyline directing and acting it's just been added to Amazon Prime as well has it yes I signed up for that the other day to watch Red Oaks so Ooh. I'll watch that um, I so, cause we haven't so watched, we haven't watched it. has yeah. watched it and says that he it's absolutely brilliant mm. Mm, heard lots yeah. of people say it's really Christian good stuff, Slater yeah. in it as well. Is it? Yeah. I, th I think the thing that put me off was um, the really awful posters for it. There were a bunch of posters that were like, like basically, look, they've been written by someone who's done like an A-level politics degree or something like that. Right. Oh, non-degree, but um, like 
it was just like really like basically said to like hack the planet and stuff like that I was just like well, well, yeah, yeah. I don't fancy that I like the font used though for the Mr. Robot but the guy in it is um, oh, I saw an awful poster for um, Bradley Cooper's um, Burnt oh that's awful yeah it's the worst graphic designer and poster it's, it uses four different fonts different <laughs> colours and it's just like the, the, this is really nerdy but like on burn you'll look you'll show it afterwards on burn there's this yellow to orange gradient yeah, and yeah. it just looks so cheap yeah. um, what's the kerning like oh awful don't go style on kerning mate <laughs> um, but I'd really want to watch it the guy in it is in Until Dawn it is yeah he's one of the guys in it yeah. the robot I'm not sure. is he a robot I don't know Rimsy. Robot and Innocent Don You've ruined that for me No but is he a robot In Mr. Robot Or is he no, like is that, There's no robots in there Huh There's no robots Oh well, I'm not fucking watching it <laughs> Bollocks <laughs> Alright Last piece of feedback Lavon Young Oh amazing name That's like an NFL player Lavon uh, <laughs> Young yes. um, Great name uh, it's Assassin's Creed time Be my personal tour guide Ah oh, right he's from America That's why Greetings and duck hunt I'll be roaming the streets of London soon Thanks to Assassin's Creed Syndicate What neighbourhoods do you guys hail from? Give me a landmark that I can find That is uniquely yours Where you attend university Favourite bar etc etc I'd love to visit in game And eventually in person um, So I went to university in Aberystwyth Which is not in DLC <laughs> um, <laughs> In there, so you can't go there. But I live in the borough of like Lambeth, which uh, see, is a, a massive part of it. Born in yeah. borough of Lambeth, so that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, it is worth saying. It's like not one to one. It's like huh? it's nipped and tucked. <laughs> right. Like certain things are brought slightly closer together. Because I try to find if I could find where the IGN office is yeah. on Oxford Street and the kind of that part of London <coughs> like where we're there. based here Curry's is there yeah. <laughs> top shops there um, well this is the thing it's uh, kind I've, of all like sucked together a little bit like okay. if you go a few streets up from here you yeah. kind of get St Pancras right. I forgot to say this when it happened at the time but so we did a video that was um uh, basically we filmed a lot of the landmarks that appear in Assassin's yeah. Creed yeah, Syndicate yeah, yeah. And when I went out to film it uh, I said to I can't remember oh it was, oh, it was, it was uh, Bear Park and I said I can't like, I was looking through the footage that Ubisoft has sent us to mirror yeah. and I said I can't believe they haven't put the Millennium Dome in, in this <laughs> and uh, Bear Park went yeah that's a bit weird isn't it and I was like yes <laughs> what a numpty oh my god <laughs> what an idiot um, but yeah so I don't think that would be in there but is, is the Crown of Two Chairman in there no there's lots of pubs in there you can go into that's where you, where, where you usually meet Charles Dickens he loves a pint right. I like yeah. I like Covent Garden in there that was really Covent Garden is really good. Common Garden is really good. Leicester Square's in there. It's quite cool going to Leicester Square because there used to be a big theatre in Leicester Square called the right. Alhambra. Okay. And it's been torn down like at the end of the 19th century. It's there. But you can just eat. There's like a little park. In cool. It. What's um, the Circus like? Because that's. Oxford I guess, Circus, I couldn't really find it. There. Oh, really? Oh. So maybe it wasn't as big a I thing. I think like the biggest, like the nearest landmarks. Trafalgar Square is brilliant. Trafalgar Square looks great. Booking Palace is great. You yeah. can go into the Queen's Garden. Yeah. Muck yeah. about. Muck about. Have a little swim in a lake. Um, um, is Brixton in it? Brixton's not in it. There's a lot of like South Bank's just all factories and yeah, shit. Houses. Is that what it was like yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like heavy industry. Well, like Battersea Power Station, like Millennium Bridge. Um, Comedy the under now. No, uh, huh? the wheel's not in. BC Tower is not there. The, yeah, it's, it's rubbish representation. How far there. north does it go? Does it have Regent's Park? The, the highest you go north is St Pancras. Okay, I want King's Cross not even in there. So, so oh. Euston's not on there. Euston's not on. How am I going to get home? I don't know. It's a shame as well because <laughs> in the Victorian period, Euston was beautiful. 
Euston was like one of the most beautiful train stations in London yeah. and they tore it down in the 70s and replaced it with that monstrosity it is horrendous and then you've got those gates still that remain that are now brilliant little pubs yes yeah, yeah. I will say Lavon Young Euston Tap is that in there or not no um, no the, those things aren't there uh, I mean, Euston doesn't, isn't there right. the most northerly train station is St Pancras okay. but I would say that's kind of I know level. they just kind of well they, they pull Whitechapel up it's all a White bit deformed. Travel? Yeah. Travel shouldn't be up there. I know. It's kind of all a little bit like smushed. Okay. They are, it was it's f- bigger than, it's 30% bigger than Unity, it's Paris. You really? That for a press release? Yeah. <laughs> no, ready from an interview with a developer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If, if, but Lavon Young, if you, we'll show you our favourite bar. If you're ever in London, we'll take you out for a pint. Definitely. And as long as he's into NFL, because it sounds like Lavon Young. And so. if he's not, we won't. If he's not, <laughs> as well. well, I just won't do it. I'll say, I'll not, what I'll do is I'll say we'll definitely do it and then just not do it. So. This is an insight. That's <laughs> what Gav is really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's never done that before. Uh, uh, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you, uh, as ever, for listening. I think next week's coming live from Paris Games Week. It is, yeah. Me, Rory, and Krupa will be coming at you from Paris. Nice. Yeah, uh, I can't remember. Really look forward to that. Should be good. So until then, au revoir. Au revoir. Bye.